What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more episodes at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talks. If you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, we just completed our MCU tournament just a few weeks ago. If you want, you can find the results on our website or on our Facebook page. But we watched all 23 Marvel movies. Endgame won the tournament. I think it's about as good as any Marvel movie to take home the top prize. And look, guys, the winner will always be controversial. There's no doubt in my mind. We all have our favorites. I'm a Thor Ragnarok fan. That's my number one. I love Winter Soldier. But I think Endgame is a solid winner, right? I mean, if you have to pick one Marvel movie to represent the entire MCU, I'm cool with Endgame. And in case we have any new listeners, when a movie wins a marathon or a versus, the panel members talk about if that movie deserves Pantheon. Pantheon is the highest honor that Videoland can give a movie. The best of the best. The house of the gods. Marathons and verses are kind of a built-in backdoor to Pantheon. The front door is through yearly nominations. But for marathons and verses, there's a catch. Every panel member has to agree unanimously for it to get kicked up to the council. If it sounds confusing, don't worry, guys. You can find all these rules on our website. But when Endgame was presented to Nathan Planiga, he was one of the panel members that night, he said no. And when he was pushed on the subject, he said, I would say no to Pantheon for any MCU film. Later on Facebook, Nathan said, Endgame is fun, and like I said before, it's an event that people are always going to remember, but it's ultimately just a fun summer popcorn movie. It doesn't say anything, it doesn't mean anything, and then he said that the new Joker movie has some weight and some substance. So that's just a snapshot of his thoughts on Endgame and the new Joker movie. So with just that one vote, Endgame was dead in the water. Now that doesn't mean it can't be Pantheon someday, just not today. And then Kyle Brown said no, he was another panel member that night. Um, if I was a part of the panel, I think I would have said no, too, um, for a kick-up. I think I pretty much line up with what Nathan said. I really enjoy in-game. Actually, I really like in-game. It just falls short in some areas when we're talking about Pantheon, uh, one of the best movies ever made. But keep in mind, guys, we make it hard to get into Pantheon, a unanimous backdoor vote um, or a two-thirds nomination vote. We want only the best. I'm sure there's some listeners thinking, man, there's 23 fucking films, so... If Endgame can't make it, then why has a fucking chance? Look, I think a comic book movie will definitely make the cut someday. Maybe Dark Knight, maybe Logan, maybe Into the Spider-Verse can make it. I honestly think that Joker has a good chance. I mean, Videoland was built on geek shit like Marvel, comic book movies, Star Wars movies. All of the council members, all of the Videoland founders in the group are fans. I've had a few people say to me, you guys talk about comic book movies more than anything else in the group, so... Why aren't more comic book movies in the Pantheon? Is it because of the genre? Is the genre not taken serious by the group? Look, I think it's because of the times we live in. If this was the 80s, all we would talk about is horror films. Look guys, I love the MCU. I have a lot of respect for what they've accomplished as a studio. Actually, I have an article in front of me that I want to share. I think it really hits the nail on the head. I think it's really on point. It's titled, Why is the Marvel Cinematic Universe so drab? It basically talks about the overall quality of the MCU. Uh, the article pretty much says that none of the MCU films have a unique visual style, which I agree with. If you've seen one MCU movie, you've seen them all in terms of cinematography or visual style. All the movies look like they're cut from the same MCU cloth. And it's a cinematic universe, so we need, we need the style to be similar, but being so closely connected, I think you lose some opportunities to be creative. 
I think Guardians is the most creative, but even Guardians feel similar. It's definitely the most unique and most creative. A lot of people put Guardians at the top of their list, um, including the panel that night. I think getting more creative directors like James Gunn will probably get us closer to a Pantheon Marvel movie. But the article also talks about the Thor movies lacking in the fantasy department. The article says that instead of showing us fully imagined realms, languages, and cultures, we just get glimpses of half-assed CGI landscapes, and they say that the MCU looks stock. And I agree. Franchises like the MCU and Star Wars should be pushing the boundaries when talking about world building and effects. When you make more money than God, you can afford to change the industry standard. They make a billion dollars every other fucking movie. If anyone can show us something new, it's Disney, right? Asgard in the first Thor movie looks like a pipe organ connected to the fucking Mario Kart bridge. Black Panther just came out and the third act looks like shit. Uh, Bruce Banner inside the Hulkbuster at the end of Infinity War looks like it's still in post-production. And when you're talking about world building and fantasy, the Lord of the Rings trilogy blows Asgard out of the fucking water and it came out 20 years ago. I mean, the first Iron Man movie used practical Stan Winston suits, which look great. That movie still looks awesome. Um, Iron Man 1. Now everything's CGI. You know, I think we need to get back to practical filmmaking. I don't want to sound like a film snob. I don't want to sound like a Scorsese. But we need to get back to the old school of doing things. I mean, look at DC. They're doing something interesting right now where Joker cost $50 million. They took chances. It's all practical effects, and that movie will hold up forever. And 20 years from now, Joker will still look as good as it does today. You know, I would like to see some of these big studios become pioneers again instead of cranking out the same visual style and the same generic world building. You know, as a studio head, if your effect is going to be dated in five years, maybe you shouldn't do that effect, right? It seems like we're thinking about the now and not the longevity of the movie. And I think that hurts the art. Also, the article talks about stunts and fight scenes. It says, for the most part, battles in the MCU involve people blasting each other over and over, CGI effects substituting for imagination, choreography, or character. They're simply there because someone needed a fight scene. And I agree. I'll argue that Winter Soldier has some cool fight scenes. I think the third act of Ant-Man does some interesting things. The Civil War airport scene is fun. But that's about it in terms of action. And we're talking about 23 movies, guys. I really get sick of the same old third act boss battle. Let's switch things up, man. I'll take the Guardians dance-off over any third act big boss battle in the MCU. I think Marvel needs to get the John Wick director or the Raid director. They need to get someone that knows action, that can do something interesting with action. Can you imagine those guys doing a Marvel movie? I mean, fuck yeah. Uh, the article goes on to say, It's easy to make one mediocre movie, but when you make multiple movies in a row, it starts to raise questions. Surely at some point, you're bound to make a better than average film just by happenstance. Why are MCU films so consistently flat and uninspired? The MCU is the fast food of big budget action, predictable, convenient, bland, but good enough if you like that sort of thing. Guys, personally, I think all these issues are what holds the MCU films, or comic book films in general, uh, from making Pantheon. I think most comic book movies are just mediocre. It is what it is, guys. But I enjoy a lot of them, because I love the genre. I love comic books and superheroes. Again, it reminds me of 80s horror. How many 80s horror movies are Pantheon? Maybe less than a handful? But that doesn't diminish my love for the genre. You know what I mean? I think what makes the MCU stand out probably is the universe building. You get invested in the universe that they have created, the connective tissue. But I'm not going to put 23 films in the fucking Pantheon. I think their achievement is Pantheon, but not a single movie. Does that make sense? That's my opinion. I think DC does a better job in terms of cinematography and score, 
But their problem is that their universe building sucks ass. And there's a big conversation going on right now that some would argue that it's impossible for a comic book movie to be looked at as art. I mean, last week, Martin Scorsese got some attention for saying that he didn't care for Marvel movies. He said that he's tried to watch the Marvel movies, but ultimately he thinks that they're not cinema. He said, honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Guys, I can't disagree more. Look, not everyone enjoys comic book movies. That's fine. But to say that it's not cinema of human beings? I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? I mean, Marvel has affected millions of people in emotional and psychological ways. Human ways. I would argue more than Scorsese has. Look at Black Panther. How many people has that movie affected, represented, or inspired? Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. How many movies have those affected and inspired? How many black kids or young girls will grow up to become storytellers because of these movies? I wonder how the future of cinema will be shaped because of Marvel's respect for representation. So yeah, I would argue that Marvel or comic book movies are definitely cinema when talking about the human experience. And also, what is it when you reflect art? I would be real curious to hear Scorsese's thoughts on The Joker since it was inspired by Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, which both are his films. What did Scorsese think about the summer blockbusters of his time, Jaws and Star Wars? Good question, right? Look, guys, I don't want to just take shots at Scorsese. I think he's a brilliant filmmaker. Last week it was Martin Scorsese. This week it's Jennifer Aniston. Everyone has opinions. It's not going to stop people from making movies. All right, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, James Cameron, Jennifer Aniston. They all have opinions on what, air quotes, real cinema is. They all have opinions on what or who shouldn't be considered for an Academy Award. I hear so many people bitching about MCU and comic book movies. The reality is that they're making money because it's what people want to see. And I think it could also be argued that Marvel and comic book movies have kept cinemas alive in the day and age of streaming, the day and age of Netflix. And if you pave the way for air quotes cinema, then what are you, right? If you're the foundation for cinema, then what are you? Some of these studios don't make a lot of money off their independent films. Sometimes through different channels, these comic book movies fund some of the independent films. Also, these big tentpole movies give directors a chance to do their passion projects, which are usually independent, air quotes, human stories. So what's my opinion? I don't think art is defined by a genre. What is art? A Picasso or Banksy? Is street art considered art? I think so. Look, I think all genres have a pantheon film, even bad movies. I nominated Miami Connection because I think it's the best, worst movie ever made. I think it's art. That's my opinion. My opinion on Marvel? I love Marvel movies. I geek out on that shit. Do I think the MCU has made a cinematic masterpiece? No. I also don't think they've made a movie that is so much fun that I'm smiling from beginning to end. They've come close, really fucking close, but not close enough. Maybe someday a Marvel movie will get the highest honor of Pantheon, but not today, guys. Pantheon is reserved for the best of the best. We gotta be dicks sometimes, guys. Big fucking dicks to preserve greatness, to preserve the pantheon. And again, I don't think it's the comic book genre. I think it's the art. The art is fun, but most of it is mediocre. That's just being 100% real, guys. I want more Jokers, more Spider-Verse, more Logans, more Dark Knights. There's definitely a comic book movie that is pantheon. One just hasn't made it as of this recording. And if you take anything from this podcast tonight, I hope it's the idea that art is not defined by a genre. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, all right? We can have Citizen Kane's and Miami Connections. 
I think comic book movies are just as important as any other genre, and we will support the correct one when it comes along. Anyway, guys, those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. Do you think Marvel movies are cinema? Do you think there's a Pantheon Marvel movie? Do you think there's a comic book movie that is Pantheon? What side of the line do you stand on? Let me know. Anyway, guys, thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. If you're looking for a long-form podcast with some guys just shooting the shit about movies, then look for our weekly episodes on the website. You've been listening to Criticism in its Finest Hour. Until next time, my good people, peace out. Yeah.